That's it. Let's get fired up. Running with Jake, the podcast. On this episode, I've completely forgotten. I just introduced you as the heavyweight scrounger of the world, and you come on like some amateur featherweight, <laughs> not knowing what you're doing. Running with Jake, the podcast. Because every runner needs the occasional plot, and here's your host, Jake Lowe. Massive stretch. This is your weekly dose of running motivation, the show that brings you more zing than your nan's lemon drizzle. We're back. We're alive. We're well-ish. Well-ish. We're well-ish, Pete. We need to be very honest. You just said to me before we started recording that you're not feeling 100% like yourself. And our mission on this show is to get everybody feeling good, escape their lives for a short period of time, you know, inject some positivity. Come on, you can tell me. We're friends. We've known each other a long time. Well, what's what's up, dude? What's what's going on? Well, if you'd have listened closer to me, you'd have realised I said that I wasn't feeling myself last week, but I'm okay again today. Um, and I, I, I've been... Yeah, I think... I don't know if I mentioned it on last week's show or not, and I didn't know why I was feeling like it, mm. but everything I went about... I, I had to do that thing where I stay away from the news so I don't see death tolls or anything like that because it's like, I have no power over that. I can't do anything about it. I, it it's That information is just making me feel bad. So I, I did that thing where I stay away from from news and stuff because I can't deal with that. And um, and, and I realised that I, I was feeling really quite rubbish and no matter what I was doing or what I was saying, I was just thinking there was a, there was a tinge of negativity. And then it occurred to me, um, when we were recording the podcast for last week, I don't know if it went on the final edit or if it just was something we were talking to the guest about, but I said I'd not been running for a long time. And I hadn't been running for probably like way over a week. And I don't do that thing I'm, because I'm not a running guy. I'm not, of a, I'm, I'm not of a mentality of a runner whereby I'm going, I've not been running for a week, so my fitness is going to be affected because I'm completely unfit anyway. <laughs> but I, it wasn't that that was making me feel like it. It wasn't, it wasn't that making me feel negative negative and rubbish but I just thought I'm going to go out for a run so I went out for a run last Thursday and since then I must say that I've been feeling a hell of a lot better um went for a run on Thursday didn't concentrate so much on work over the weekend and this week I've been banging I've been absolutely fine and I've still been going out for runs and stuff so I just think it was that cold period of time that we had um coupled with just having too much to do to actually go for a run and then once I broke that cycle feeling all right now feeling all right I mean how often do we talk about on the show that running is that reset button we use that phrase a lot it hits the reset button on your day and I, I think sometimes you have to really Force yourself. I wanted to use the word encouraged there, but it's sometimes force. I mean, I know that even as, yeah. a, as a coach and somebody that is typically motivated, but it doesn't mean that I'm not hit with bouts of kind of can't be arsedness, as it were. And, you know, long days mm. or, I mean, at the moment, everything's a bit meh, nothing's really happening. I, I say, you know, I love this part of the week. So typically we record on a Tuesday, we release the episode every Wednesday and it is the highlight mm. of my week because just connecting with, with someone <laughs> and connecting with you, I can Me. see you on the video. Yes. We've got great guests on. We always record using Zoom so we can see their happy smiley faces and it's just that connection and I think a lot of people are, are missing that at the moment and if, if coupled with if you are having a motivation kind of period of drought as it were and you're not getting out there and running, you're not hitting the reset button so you're not getting your social fix which is really important to us you know connection with people and you're not running you're not getting yourself feeling better i just think overall that can lead to issues and concerns and kind of just feeling a bit blah a bit down and we need to kind of pick ourselves up i think from that you know have a little word sometimes 
Mm, I, I think I think that thing about the running, hitting the reset button is absolutely is absolutely bang on. And you know, a year ago when we started this podcast, you know, I hadn't even done any running for years. I'd not genuinely not, and I didn't start um, doing running until uh, I did the Couch to Five K during the first lockdown in March. And then I started to get on board with it all. But a year ago, if you said, um, you know, going for a run hits the reset switch, you know, physically, mentally, all the rest of Italy, um, I'd have I'd have nodded along because it's what I'm supposed to do for the show but I wouldn't really believed it but now I'm absolutely absolutely understand that I get it and again conscious I made the conscious decision to like you say force myself out the door last Thursday and I've been running since and I feel a hell of a lot better than I did this time last week really weird really weird I mean that's that's awesome to hear and, and you know what I, I love the fact that you, you're feeling better about things and sometimes it is about focusing on how you're going to feel after the run which we tell you we say a lot I like to remind people that often of that mm. often because oh you because during think, it it's bloody awful yeah, sometimes it can be you mentioned the cold weather snap that we've had over here in the UK and it has been you know pretty difficult to get out there especially if we don't have any races or we have races that have big question marks over them we've signed up for them but we're thinking why is it going to go ahead so you sort of have mm. that lack of motivation to get out there focus on how you're going to feel afterwards and sometimes you just have to force yourself a bit you know I'm, I'm picking up the phone and reaching out to as many people as I can almost on a daily basis actually I mean you know this because I contact you a lot we send voice messages I contact my runners a lot to check in with them to see how they're feeling. And do you know what? That makes me feel better as well. I popped out yesterday. Can't believe it. I mean, the car that's parked on the drive, I thought for the last year or so, it was just there for display purposes only. But I actually got in the thing (laughs) yesterday and I popped to the chemist down the road. I was in the pharmacy, lovely little old lady, and, uh, you know, in by done. And I thought I, I could just stand here and talk to you all day through the perspex yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, really care yeah. about what pick a subject woman I, I just really I just didn't honestly really I sat in the car afterwards oh, I thought I didn't want to leave the chemist I just wanted to stay in the chemist I do feel like I'm going a little bit insane on Saturday on Facebook yeah. as you know every Saturday through lockdown at 11am on the Running With Jake page I do the live workouts the bulletproof live workouts 30 minutes of uh, mixed workout yeah they, they, they are good yeah all levels of ability after I'd done it and I filmed it in the garden it was a bit cold but I filmed it in the garden after I'd done at the top of the garden just over the fence is a field of sheep I must have stood there for about mm. 15 minutes just talking to the sheep <laughs> you be careful you, you be careful with stuff like that just remember where you're from you're from Derby and you know what people say about people from Derby and sheep so you just you need to be careful you need to be careful <laughs> with stuff like that <laughs> I do need to be careful. I didn't go that far, just oh, to say. I oh, did good. not go that far. I'm glad. I, I just stopped at hello. That was it. <laughs> For the show notes and video content, go to runningwithjake.com forward slash podcast. Running with Jake, the podcast. So regular listeners to the show will know that we speak to Olympic athletes. We have coaches on. We have experts in the world of running. And we also speak to real runners with real stories. Today's guest has a very real story, but he's literally just started running. And get this, he doesn't actually like it. Richard, welcome to the show, my friend. Good to have you on. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me today. Now, normally I speak to real runners with real stories that have their own goals. I've got a goal myself for this show. By the end of the show, I want to turn you into a real runner with a real story. That's my ambition. That's my ambition. Let's see. 
Let's see how things pan out. So you see, the, the fact, Richard, that you've started running and you really dislike it, I can completely relate to and I completely hear what you're saying because um, I, I obviously started my, my uh, running stuff in uh, March and I also hate actually yeah. running. I don't enjoy it one bit, but I, so I completely hear where you're coming from. Yeah, that, yeah that's exactly where I'm at. Uh, I, I, I signed myself up for a couple of large runs mm. thinking, I don't really enjoy this, let's give it a whirl. Mm. <laughs> that's like that's like a I don't know some, some kind of self harming that really isn't it <laughs> putting yourself in that situation you don't have to do it you don't have to do it I'm going to hand over to you Richard because you know joking aside you have got a very uh, powerful story we've obviously spoken briefly before the show um, and I, I I do find it fascinating about the fact that you don't you genuinely don't like running and you knew this kind of going into it and, and I find that whole thing fascinating and I think our listeners will tell me why are you doing this buddy what's going on back in uh, 2019 I was a late 30s bloke who was very happy going through his life um, doing all the usual things that we do uh, not athletic not particularly interested in sport would occasionally use the gym but only to ensure that I could uh, enjoy a few beers at the weekend um, so certainly nothing more than that and uh, I had some fairly sort of devastating news in uh, June that year. I'd been poorly for a little while, had some sort of tummy problems, went into hospital and uh, had the dreadful diagnosis that I had bowel cancer. Uh, oh, dear. Yeah, a bit of a stinger that was, at, at mm. sort of uh, 38 years old. And um, they, it transpires that it was reasonably serious. It was stage three and I had to have a massive op. So I went in and they took my large colon out. I was due to have 12 rounds of chemotherapy um, and ended up having 10 because of the global pandemic. And it was all a very, very unpleasant experience. But actually, you know, one of the things I tried to do throughout it all was remain entirely positive and keep upbeat. Um, and uh, as I was very much sort of coming towards, I guess, the end of my treatment last February and March time, feeling like uh, not brilliant, like uh, death literally warmed up, um, everybody had been so incredible on the journey i thought look i've got to do something i've got to, i've got to do something positive here um to try and say thank you to these people and i wanted to do something where we raise some money and uh i have a very sort of dry attitude to life in the fact that i think everybody gets a little bit fed up with um uh constantly being asked for sponsorship so if you if we all get it i certainly get it and, and 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 that sounds miserable and uncharitable and that's not me at all but what i mean is is that the it's got to be a good cause. It's got to be something that I can get behind for me to want to sponsor somebody. And you see lots of people doing things that are perfectly acceptable. It's all for charity, so it's marvellous. Like saying, you know, lifelong ambition's been to do a parachute jump. Well, I despise running. <laughs> mm. um, and I thought, well, what's a fitting way to, to try and give a little bit of something back and get people to buy into it? So I signed up for a half marathon for the uh, Derby Royal Hospital for the combined day unit, which... If you're lucky enough not to know what that is, that's the chemo ward, basically. That's where you go every mm. two weeks, a week, or whatever it might be, get pumped full of these drugs um, that and make you feel absolutely dreadful, but ultimately make you better, hopefully. And in some cases, they simply don't make you better. In other cases, people have to take them for the remainder of their days. And although it's quite a not a great place, it's a lovely place in lots of respects. The people are wonderful. And I wanted to say thank you. So I signed up for the half marathon. And thought, marvellous, that'll do me. That's, uh, you know, uh, 22 kilometres. Uh, that's a massive run. I hate running, but I'll do that. Mm. And then, uh, for some reason, I thought, no, let's, uh, let's, let's do the London Marathon for bowel cancer, who are also a fantastic cause. 
And um, let's do that for Bow County UK. Let's get behind that and let's try and raise even more money. Uh, so out of something dark, hopefully comes something positive. Wow, wow. And you, obviously, you, you touched on that there, that you pick running because you hate running. And I think you're right. There's, um, there's a thing when, when, when sponsorship comes round. it's like, well, you know, where's discomfort to the person? And while, yeah. you know, running a marathon may be one person's absolute dream mm. to you, you bloody hate it. <laughs> and I completely hear where you're coming from with that. Yeah, and recently there was l- sort of the, the, the London Marathon Rejection Day, as, uh, as it sometimes, you know, mm. jokingly, mockingly gets called. And there was a lot of people disappointed by that. Well, well, I found out in December that I'd got my place through Bowel Cancer UK, and I, I also feel their disappointment. You know, I, I know yes, how that is because yes. I'm actually going to have to do it. Um, <laughs> 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 but you've got to focus on the cause, haven't you? And that's yeah. You got to you got to focus on the cause. You have got to remain positive. And I, and, and it, it was a really unpositive experience that hopefully we carried with a positive nature. But it's time to to, to you know I want to. I, I, I also want to slightly, ever so slightly show to people that actually, you know, a serious diagnosis of that nature, it's not, it shouldn't be, and sometimes it is unfortunately, but it does, isn't always uh, game-changing, and actually you can return to normal, and yeah, life will be different, and you'll never escape it, but you can do something, and you can, you know, get back to the stuff that you love, the family holidays, going to work, sitting down, having a glass of wine in the evening with your family, giving your daughter a hug. You know, all that sort of stuff is vital. The timing of this whole episode, this period, this experience that you went through, you you touched on COVID and and the fact that the number of Mm. chemo sessions were limited because of COVID. I mean, there's there's more than just the situation that you had to deal with that diagnosis. It's it's the fact that we are in this pandemic, which you can't hide away from, of course, and that clearly affects people that are in your situation that are receiving you know really difficult news to accept yeah. not just you but your friends so, and family around you clearly you're somebody that is very upbeat you said mentioned yeah. that yourself you try to remain positive how do you do that is that just in you i mean i cannot imagine receiving the news that you received on that day and remaining upbeat even though i am typically somebody that's quite positive how, how do you do that so, so I had quite a, I probably had quite a bizarre moment because I got taken in to be, to be, uh, uh, when I went into A&E, they recognised very quickly and I was very lucky. I had a junior doctor who was very switched on and said, look, there's something not right about you. We're going to do CT scans. And um, when I went, when I, when they'd done the scans and got the results, I was in a hospital bed on my own and they took me through to a room and the doctor said, look, I want to talk to you about your results. I said, no problem. So we got into a little dark room where you sit down and there's a box of tissues and all the table and stuff. And then there's this pregnant pause, and I'm thinking, okay, what, you know, what, 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 what are we waiting for? And then doctor number two comes in, and that's the moment when I think for me the penny sort of really dropped, and I was like, okay, this is going to be bad news. It's going to be quite seriously bad news, because uh, you know, uh, and rightly so. These doctors probably think there's probably more more scientific reason behind it, but they go safety in numbers. Let's break this num- news to him in, in twos. Mm. And you you sit down and they say, look, you know, um, we found this apple calling on your colon. It's um, it's sort of uh, suggests to us that it's cancer. It's obviously not good news. And this is going to make me sound like I'm sort of trying to portray myself as a strong guy. I'm not a strong guy at all, or a particularly brave guy. But I didn't cry. And obviously they had this pregnant pause where they were like, okay, do you understand? Have you got this? But I'm very pragmatic, Jay. And to answer that, I, I, I thought to myself, okay, well, you know, this isn't good news. This sounds like a death sentence to me. I don't know whether I've got... And I don't know why the number came to mind, 15 minutes or 15 days or 15 months or 15 years. But I'm going to do the absolute best and have the most fun I can with whatever time I have left. Um, 
uh, uh, the only thing I could control throughout cancer, and it wasn't the treatment, it wasn't when I had to be at hospital, it wasn't what was happening in work, it wasn't what was happening at home, the only thing I could control was my attitude, mate. So, mm. I, I, and I chose to control it with a really positive attitude. It was nobody else's problem or fault. Uh, it wasn't something anybody asked for. But I'm not exceptional, I'm not special. I'm no less likely or more likely to get cancer than anybody else and I had to deal with it. So I chose to do it with a smile, a sunny disposition and plenty of dark humour. For example, I work in sales. I have five foot of large colon missing. I am, excuse my French, now significantly less full of shit than I was before. <laughs> Which is a good thing for a salesperson, there's no yeah, doubt about it. Is. it. There is. <laughs> It is. It's absolutely where we sit. So, you know, what can you do? You know, just try and... It's miserable and it's not great, but just try and have a bit of humour with it. Have some fun with it. And then that might sound flippant, but I didn't know what the outcome was going to be. Uh, 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 and, and, but what I did know was that you know, all we have is now, so to deal yeah, with that yeah. in a good way. It's one of those things, isn't it, that when, when you have a diagnosis like that, um, and it's something that you think of because you, you hear people's stories and then you think, oh, I don't know how I'd affect it if it happened to me. Mm. And you can't plan for something like that, can yeah. you? Because what happens, happens. And you deal with it how you deal with it. And, um, you know, if, 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 <laughs> if the worst were to happen and I were to be diagnosed with that, you'd go, oh, I wish I could deal with it like the way that Richard dealt with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> are you clear now? Have you got the all clear? So, Where are you at? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a weird one. And um, there's a lot of sort of strange terminology because uh, one of the things you can do in the in the combined A unit is there's a, a bell on the wall right yeah. and you and, and effectively when your treatment finishes and they give you the sort of thumbs up you're good to go you can ring the bell now my treatment as I mentioned earlier got cut short because of the pandemic um, but I never wanted to ring ring the bell um, because although my test results that I had in November, so I had a colonoscopy, which is absolutely delightful experience, loads of plenty of people have been through it, yeah. had a CT scan and a blood test, they all came back with a no current or reoccurrence of the disease, which is as good as you can ask for. Basically. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, great, yeah, yeah. It never escapes you. So, and there are people, going back to the bell, there are people in the, on the wards that aren't going to have that news ever. That they're going to, there was, I was sat with people that were, you know, um, on treatment for the remainder of their days. Their days were significantly shortened. I sat, I sat next to one good Derby guy who uh, unfortunately had lost his sort of uh, leg. He said, I've rung that bell three times. And for me, it was almost about the fact of celebrating something that one, I had no control over. Um, you know, I, ha I hadn't battled and beaten cancer. People talk about that, and that wasn't, that's not what I did. I was lucky with the diagnosis that they got it in a reasonable amount of time, or did that, I don't know, you know, but they got it and they dealt with it. I was lucky with the level of support I got. Um, there was lots of factors well beyond my control for me to be sort of celebrating, you know, my, my, my greatness in, in, in where we'd got to. And I also have a real um, sort of human compassionate street where... I couldn't ring a bell sat next to a guy that I knew wasn't going to be ever get a chance to ring that bell, sat with his wife who was, or, or, or husband or, or family member and loved one. Yeah. How must it feel to be in the shoes where you know that this is, this is not going to get right, it's not going to be good, and in the corridor there's somebody celebrating ringing a bell and that they've had treatment, that mm. their treatment's finished, they've passed this process. Mm. That's, uh, 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 for me, I just, I, I, I didn't get it. And now, um, I don't, 
uh, I'll, I'll, there's a caveat to that. I think if we're talking about ch children with cancer and little people, you know, I'm all for the Tooth Fairy, Father Christmas, you know, uh, the Easter Bunny, all that sort of good stuff needs to be there. And if bell ringing helps these little dudes get through it, then marvellous. But when you're an adult, I think we all should have a little bit more kindness and love to others, regardless of what we've done. And I, and as I have a real problem with that, uh, but um, it is what it is, isn't it? But mm. but certainly, you need to just be positive and kind. Is is my 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 sort of mantra to life. So, so you mentioned being almost flippant there. I I I would strongly disagree with that. Talking to you, it's 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 admirable how you've dealt with it, and clearly you have a, a strength inside that enables you to to find that. Have your own coping mechanism. You mentioned dark humour and this positive attitude. I'm sure you have a unit around you. I'm sure you have good people around you that can support mm. you because we all need that, right? We all need that in our, yeah, in our, in our dark times. Uh, and I think it's really admirable. And now shifting the focus away from yourself onto other people that may not get the opportunity to ring the bell, mm. thinking, what can I do to help others? Bowel Cancer UK, mm. what can I do to raise money for them? I'm going to sign up for this bonkers event that I hate and I, <laughs> I just don't want to be putting myself through. How, where do we go from here then? Let's turn this into looking forward now and raising some money for a fantastic cause. What, where are you at at the moment, Richard? What have, what have you been so, doing? Once you, once you decided you're going to do that, what kind yeah, of training so, have you been doing? What's going on? So here's what happened. So I decided that we're going to do these runs and then we just were doing two. And then I thought, OK, you know, this isn't, um, you know, there's no, there's no lip service here, Jake, um, uh, and Pete. I really I don't like running. I, so I didn't have, I didn't have running kit. Um, I had trainers that were perfect for strolling into pubs. And I had jogging bottoms that were for lounging around the house. Hmm. And I and that, and that was my starting point. You know, I, I didn't have, I, I'm, I'm not like, I haven't got, I think I've got a sea of, of trainers that they all did for different surfaces. I don't know about a hard run and easy run or what a gel is. All this stuff's completely new to me. It's still totally alien to me. Post lockdown, you should hook up with Pete. You guys are get on like a house on fire. I mean, you like <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Richard, when I when I did my um, couch to 5K, I just, I, I was like, I'm flipping out. My old PE kit's got to be here somewhere. And you know, blokes, like, we never throw anything away. I got my old PE kit. I just grabbed that out. I'm going, yeah, that'll do. That's great. I've got some Everlast trainers in there. But that's where I'm at. But also, yeah, me too. What, 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 what do you mean couch to 5K? What, what's that? That, that sounds well, like music to my ears. <laughs> well, well why, why don't I just do one of those? Um, <laughs> you should you should do one of those because running a marathon that's going to be hard. <laughs> that's what I figured out. Yeah, I'm thinking this, this is ridiculous. They it do really a couch is. To five k. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. But yeah, I'm in the same place. I did a couch to five k. You're doing London Marathon, um, mm. which is insane. You're doing it for, and we keep talking about it being a brilliant cause, and it is Bowel Cancer UK. What do they do? The money that they get. So, that, um, so what, so what happens? What happens with the money? So they're in a dark place, bless their cotton socks. They're coming out of it, but all charities were massively affected through the pandemic because revenue streams just dropped away. You know, mm. they couldn't do the fundraising events. So last year, there was a virtual London Marathon, from what I understand, and I'm getting this all secondhand. Correct me, you will know far more about it than me. But all of their other events that they, they usually do and host, because of lockdown, weren't able to take place. So they actually made... Uh, I was talking to their one of their guys... Uh, last week, and they've had to make a load of redundancies. Now, they're now through that and rebuilding, but they were saying how devastated they were that 2019 was kind of like a like a, a momentous moment for them. They re reached significant, you know, the highest numbers of, of, of sponsorship, of, of revenue generated 
um, for, for causes rela relating to um, uh, bowel cancer mm. ever, and now they're dropping back years and years and years. And there's, and, and you know, it's not going to be exclusive for them, but uh, but but they're all in this position. So we kind of now need to sort of, for me, gather together to help these people get back out there and do it. I mean, I uh, one of the things that's that, that you find with the cancer diagnosis is that you suddenly have loads of questions about you know what's this going to be like what's the treatment going to be like i've had this has anybody else had that what's this feel like am i going to you know where am i at bowel cancer uk the one thing that i really connected with on it was they've got this forum of people that are real that have been through the same experiences and had the same diagnosis and they're just sharing um and you can tap into it i mean i wasn't even active i just went on and read stuff and was like this is it was helpful to me so to have that resource that you could tap into and uh, get information when you're not in front of a medical professional at a hospital was brilliant yeah, yeah, because you can you can go to your hospital appointments and you can ask the questions, but you know in that environment you're not comfortable, you you you're confused, you oh, yeah you're not going to ask the questions that really matter, are you? Unless you've really prepared for it, and then it's when in those quiet moments where you're um, just wanting some kind of support and to be able to go to somebody like Bowel Cancer UK and check out the um, you know the resources and such like on their website, I can imagine that that's a that's a massive help, massive. Help. Well, it is. Yeah. You, you mentioned yeah. the virtual London Marathon last year, which which indeed did go ahead. And from my understanding, I, I think this is still the case. The London Marathon is the biggest fundraising event in the mm. world. Mm. Phenomenal, isn't it? And and you mm. think, well, okay, this still went ahead virtually. What impact did that have on fundraising? Did everybody still raise money? I'm sure lots of people will have done. Would they have raised as much had it have been a, a kind of live, normal event? As it, as it were. So it's a, it's a really interesting time for charities and it takes people like you to uh, want to do a uh, an event like this, like the London Marathon, and train for it and take yourself out of your comfort zone. I mean, you could have sat in a bath of cold baked beans, but you didn't. You decided mm. to train for the London Marathon. What's your biggest fear of, of the training, Richard? Do you, do you ha have you thought about that? What's, what's in your mind? What do you think is the, going to be the hardest thing so, for you? Uh, <laughs> um, that's... Well, it's it's twenty six miles, Jake. Um, I, I know, I know, I know you know this. I know, <laughs> shock horror. The the problem with it is it's a long run. Um, the whole thing's horrible about it. I mean, there's there's a, there's a slightly shorter run that's also not very nice, the half marathon, to do first. I mean, what's my problem with it? I don't even know what my problems are going to be because I'm not a runner. You know, I don't understand. People talk about things like the wall. This is all completely alien to me. I'm not prepared for this. This is not, I'm not, you know, I've not, this hasn't been two or three years in the making. This is literally, yeah, I'll do it. It'll be absolutely fine. And then this is how I found very much found you guys. I was like, right, well, I'm going to need some inspiration. I mean, what, what do these running people do? And then I, and that's how we got, I got, got massively involved in listening to the podcast because I was like, these guys know what they're doing. I'll try and copy them. <laughs> well, when you say um, these guys, you mean Jake knows what he's I doing. Mean, Jack, and I'm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for the clarity. Sorry. <laughs> I, don't need, I don't need that pressure. <laughs> but this is yeah. great, Pete, because Richard has clearly immersed himself in this whole world, which he knows, by his own admission, nothing about. And you mm. reached out initially because of the podcast and listening to the show and picking up the tips and tricks, talking about the former guests we've had on, talking about having yeah. Harry Bowes mid-run to fuel your, your long run at the weekend and stuff like that so it's great that you're getting all this information and i think that will really serve you well because you so i sense you're almost like a sponge at the moment just absorbing it wanting mm, to try to, to learn and then and then and then apply and you, you said something about the london marathon and not being prepared for it and i, I don't know what my fear is because it, i'm completely almost ignorant to it i don't have the knowledge i don't mm. know what my problem may be in the future or my problems that's right i think that's a really 
good place to be. I really do. Now, you have to be careful that you don't, I, I believe, kind of play it down and think, well, it's only 26.2 miles, which clearly you're not in that position. That's not your thinking. But almost this innocence about it, I think, is really positive. I, I, and I want to share that with you, Richie, because I think it allows you to kind of be open to various ways of training and, and to kind of take things quite positively in your stride mm. but also seriously you know you look at it and you think mm. okay this is interesting how can we your pragmatic guys you mentioned how do i train looking at the london marathon mm. let's plot the time back how long have i got so i think it's i think it's a real positive in terms of motivation you strike me as a as a motivated guy with with sometimes when i speak to people that are really motivated and this goes back to my days of being a personal trainer i always sort of have a, a little fear inside that could it dissipate as quickly as it comes? Does that make sense? You know, people that are really yeah. motivated, really up for it, and then kind of mm. a week passes, and it's like, that's gone. Mm. How are you with motivation for training, do you think? Well, motivation is, for me, something that I need regularly. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, almost like an advert for the podcast. You know, when you're listening to somebody running two and a, a 250 miles in an ultra marathon, and you're thinking, I'm going to go and do eight kilometres on a cold night in the rain, uh, it helps you sort of benchmark where, where you're at and what your contribution is. So I think for me, you know, I'm a big believer that you've got to set a goal and work to it, but don't expect to get there entirely on your own. Use whatever support you can. But also, and I mentioned it earlier, understand that the only time that you have any control of is now. So, you know, you've just got to do something rather than than nothing and it doesn't really matter what you're trying to achieve success isn't finite there's loads of it you can have as, as much success out there as as you want and can work for strive for so um you know i think it's i think it sometimes can be quite threatening looking at sort of people that are really capable runners and i get overtaken by everybody on this one particular path and that's really sort of for me i find a bit disheartening but um i i, I also just think well it is what it is you know it, it, it's a marathon not a sprint so uh here we go Absolutely. And your goal is your goal, ultimately. And, and mm. when you achieve your goal, it affects how you feel. What other people mm. achieve, unless they're really close to you, of course, family and friends, doesn't affect how you feel. You know, the people passing you in the park that you don't know. You know, whether yeah. they achieve their goal or not, and you don't know what their goal is, for a start. <laughs> they may That's be, right. you know, right. much slower than they really want to be or than they were last week. But we'll never know that because they're just kind of zipping no. past and everybody's in their own, in no. their own bubble. So I think yeah. having that, that awareness is is really important isn't it i think and 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 also i would say to you richard don't and i say this to a lot of people that we talk about motivation this is your weekly dose of running motivation but it's it's not like it's on or it's off necessarily you know so if you get motivated it doesn't mean that that's it that's me i'm motivated some people that are perhaps new to the show that listen to this may think that i put my trainers on and bounce out the door every day no i flipping don't Mm. sometimes i find it Mm. really difficult to self-motivate and to get out there and i'll have my go-tos i'll have people that i call up and speak to you know and find inspiration a bit like you're saying well you you hear these ultra runners and it sometimes Mm. for example it kind of puts things in perspective almost like Mm. well if they can do that then i can do this you know? yeah, yeah absolutely that's the logic richard we want to follow your story i wish you all the luck in the world uh, you will keep us up to date won't you with how things are going we're going to check in with you it'd be great to get you back on the show post london marathon when you've absolutely <laughs> smashed it my friend which is what will happen <laughs> okay yeah 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 definitely that sounds amazing well thank you very very much for having me on and the in, show. in the meantime richard if you do need somebody to overtake then feel free to um to come for a run around my house 
because well, I'll, be, I'll be out there and I'm being overtaken all the time as well, so it's yeah. fine. <laughs> no, we're, we're probably fine with very similar pace, and uh, you know, if you're putting yourself forward as my new coaching buddy, I'm all for that, Pete. Mate, I, nice. I'm not a coaching buddy. No, what I am is I'm uh, I'm a whipping fool who you can <laughs> <laughs> who you can whip and feel better about yourself. Actually, it's got a bit weird, hasn't it? Now I do apologise <laughs> about the whole whipping thing. You know? Let's bring no, it like back. It. Yeah. Let's bring it back to centre. <laughs> Sorry, Richard, have you got a just giving page for Bowel Cancer UK raising money? We can point people to. Do you know what? I'd really. That would be amazing. If, if anybody's feeling generous, can hear my calls and thinks, do you know what? Yeah, he's not doing a bad thing. Um, uh, um, would like to donate anything at all. It's dead easy to find. Just giving Richard Newhouse, London Marathon, and I'll come up. And there's another one that is uh, also under my name for the Derby uh, Royal Hospital. So just search for Richard Newhouse and I will appear, I hope. We will link those on the show notes page, which is runningwithjake.com forward slash podcast. Richard, before we let you crack on with the rest of the day, we have to ask you this last final burning question. We ask all of our guests, what does the word motivation mean to you? It means to me, focus. Uh, Set your goal, focus on it. And it also, and I've said it numerous times recently, all we have is now. So, you know, just tap into that, use your time wisely and, uh, and remain true to yourself and keep smiling. Hey, have a great rest of the day. Catch up soon. Thank you very much, guys. Running with Jake, the podcast, your weekly dose of running motivation out every Wednesday. Never miss an episode by subscribing now. And now the moment you've all been waiting for, the main event of the show. What? In the blue corner, wearing grey pyjamas with red spots, weighing 202 pounds, all the way from Michelover, England. He remains undefeated in 60 episodes. He is the undisputed heavyweight scrounger of the world. Patreon P! I don't know what to say about that. You're on, mate. You're on. I don't know what to say about that. This is the part of the show where I um, offer people the option to um, pay for what they're experiencing right now, isn't it? That's that's what I'm doing. I'm offering a service. I'm not I'm not forcing anyone to to pay for it. <clears throat> We've got some fantastic patrons. In fact, if you bear with me, what I'm going to do is I'm going to check to see our latest patrons because I had some really nice emails with them um, during the week, and I did promise them I'd give them a shout out. And in a typical Pete fashion, uh, I've completely forgotten. I just introduced you as the heavyweight scrounger of the world, and you come on like some amateur featherweight, not knowing what you're doing. <laughs> What your name is, who the names of the people that have provided the Patreon payments, what is going there on? There was a real... You're making me look a fool. There was a specific reason I couldn't remember the names and all will become clear because the names, the surname particularly, is important because uh, Suzanne, first of all, has... Um, we had a lovely email with Suzanne in the week and she, she's fabulous and she's um, she's giving us money on Patreon, which is wonderful. And it, I, I can't I, I can't tell you, it, it's not just the money, is it? It's just the fact that... It's the acknowledgement. It's the acknowledgement that that we're not just talking to ourselves right right now. People do actually listen and they do enjoy it. And that's really nice. Um, And uh, so, Suzanne Reynolds, uh, thank you so much for your your, uh, monthly donation. And uh, Teresa as well. Teresa Reynolds. Um, Same surname. I saw the message that Teresa sent in, actually. And she listens to the show mm. when she's out running her midweek her Wednesday run and I thought how nice is this I know. and I'm thinking now it'd be quite funny isn't it just like if we mention her name now and she's kind of 
I just I wonder how people feel when they 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 hear us mention their name. I mean, what if she's at, like, I don't know near the end of a run, like mile six? I mean, she could be in a bush, like having a wee. Sometimes that happens. She's probably peed on a foot right now as soon as you mention her name. No, you no. know, we don't want to put people off their. Room. I think I think I think if Teresa I, and I could I could have this wrong, but I think if Teresa were to get caught short on a run and she were to hop into a bush and and have a wee, I'm pretty sure she'd pause the podcast during that time just so that you're able to keep an ear out for you know people passing and stuff like that. You've got to be aware of stuff like that. But um, same surname, uh, Suzanne Reynolds and Teresa Reynolds, I don't think they're any relation. I don't know. They might be. I didn't even investigate that channel. Um, But even if if your surname is not Reynolds, you can still give us money if you're enjoying the content. But if you you can't (laughs) afford it, for whatever reason right now, then that's absolutely fine as well, because you just bear in mind that the Reynolds are paying for you. That's fine. It's fine. (laughs) But if you do... You do want to dig deep, then that'd be that'd be lovely. Just buy us buy us a buy us a coffee every month. Um, you can do that by going to runningwithjake.com forward slash podcast or just search us on Patreon. Bringing you the best tips and tricks from the world of running. This is hashtag AskJake, and Nick's dropped us a message. He wants to know how he can avoid his hydration pack rubbing on his neck during his long runs. Now, I've experienced this myself, Nick, in my early days of running, and it's miserable because all you're focusing about is this rucksack jumping around and rubbing your neck. Basically, I don't know whether you're running on-road or off-road, but in either case, it's worth, if you don't own one, it's worth investing in a trail running top or two. Could be short sleeve, long sleeve, doesn't matter. If you've seen these trail tops, they've actually got like a almost like a lip around the collar. It's a slightly higher collar. And some people wonder what this is for whether it's just a kind of design thing it's actually so that rucksacks when you are you are off-road and you're carrying lots of stuff don't jump around as much and don't rub the neck causing that chafing and that kind of uh, irritation if you like so that's why they've got that slightly higher collar of course if you are running on the road doesn't matter you can still wear a trail running top and i think you will find it's a lot more comfortable during your long runs Uh, have a good one let us know how that works out for you if you've got a question it's hashtag ask jake or of course you can drop us an email at podcast at runningwithjake.com. That brings us to the end of another episode of the Running With Jake podcast. This is your weekly dose of running motivation. Thank you to our guest, Richard, today. And if you are planning on getting yourself out there over these next few days and you're not feeling super motivated, maybe you're not sure if your race is going ahead, maybe the weather is bad, just remember how you are going to feel after your run. Yes. No such thing as regretting a run. Have a safe week and we will see you here next Wednesday. Sweet, man. Oh. Them. Oh, sorry. You, you broke my flow. I'm it, sorry. It's... I'm sorry. How? I'm I mean, sorry. Well, this is episode 60. Do you not do you not know the drill by now? <laughs> I forgot. I just thought I just thought the show was over. Shh. Wait. Settle down. Uh, okay. Wait for okay. it. Wait for it. Okay. Shh. Oh. And one more thing. <laughs> To give anything less than your best is to sacrifice the gift.